It's easy to see that the stage is being set for the grand finale of end time events. World government, world religion, precursors to the mark of the beast, a potential World War III scenario, and calls internationally for an Israeli-Palestinian peace agreement, all prophetic and dominating today's headlines. We'll analyze these events and more while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The End Time Show. I want to let you know, before we get started, um, I will be taking your calls, 1-877-363-8463. There's so much going on in the world um, that we need to cover, but uh, today's your day, and if you've got any questions or anything, um, concerns, demands uh, about end time Bible prophecy, we'll see if we can't help you out with that. And But I'm going to be in Thibodeau, Louisiana, this coming Sunday evening, at five o'clock, I'll be at the House of Prayer, 2229 Highway 3185. Uh, and that's Sunday, November 12th, 5 p.m. I'll be getting into the understanding the end time uh, lesson that I've been teaching at my conferences this year. Very eye-opening lesson, giving people updates. When we get to the World War uh, III sex, uh, section, I may talk about uh, what happened to us in Israel. It depends on the timing of everything. But um, certainly look forward to seeing everybody in Thibodeau, Louisiana this coming Sunday evening. And if you want any more information on it, you can just go to our uh, endtime.com, the events, and it comes down and, and just look for conferences. All the information for the, confer <coughs> for the conference is there. So look forward to seeing everybody down there. I believe this is my last prophecy conference for the year. And then we start off into all of our partner obligations and parties and all the different things that we have to go to. And then the first weekend of January, man, it takes off with a bang. We just, I mean, just weekend after weekend of prophecy conferences because everybody wants to know what's going on in the world right now, according to Bible prophecy. They want to update their churches. So we've got a ton of prophecy conferences to do next year all over the United States. We're even going to be going, it looks like, to uh, Spokane, Washington in October of next year. So we're going to be going all over the place. I've been invited to go to Greece and do a prophecy conference in July of next year. So going to be going all over the place and because it's time, right? And so um, certainly looking forward to that. Now, I was going to, I've got some calls on the screen and I'll get you guys in just about a, just a moment. However, I was going to walk you through an end time scenario today. If, if I had time, it doesn't look like I'm going to, but there are so many things happening in the world right now that are setting the stage for the, this end time uh, finale, these, this, uh, this end time scenario, the end of events here that'll lead us, that are going to happen just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And like I said, world government, the establishment of a world government, it's happening all around us, folks. But if you don't study it, it's not even on your, it's not even on most people's radar. World religion, things that are going on over in the Middle East and 
uh, meetings that are being had with weaponizing the, the religions of the world to get them to advocate for and support these world governing efforts of the sustainable development goals and uh, the climate change agendas and all this stuff. Man, if your church is getting caught up in supporting world government stuff, you're going to have to make a decision at some point in the near future. I probably am not going to have to be, I'm not going to be able to stay with this church because you cannot be part of the world religion, world government, and all of that move in the end time. And there will come a great separation in the end time. Everybody needs to know about this. The Bible says most of the world will go to the Christ and system, the world religious system in the end time. The Bible says everyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life will follow after him and worship him. But then there will be other people that go into the arms of the real Christ. They will be part of the true church of Jesus Christ. And the Bible talks about this separation many times. Jesus taught about the parable of the wheat and the tares. There's, you're either, in the end, you're either going to be a wheat or you're going to be a tare. You're either going to be a sheep or you're going to be a goat. You're going to be a part of the harvest of the, of the earth or the harvest of the vine of the earth in uh, Revelation 14. So make sure that you understand the Bible and you're on the right side of all of this, right? Because when that separation happens, I've got to be on the right side. Because when the Lord comes back and at the sound of a trumpet to gather his elect, those that are on the right side, they're going to go to be with him. Those that are on the wrong side, it's not going to look too pretty for them. So you got to start thinking about this now. I've got to prepare for that. And it needs to be on your radar. So, with that said, I'm going to get to the calls. Before that, let me mention uh, one of our partners, First Cup Coffee. You know, we're, we're essentially working day and night to keep up with all of this stuff. All of the different things that are leading into, especially the war that's happening right now. It's on everybody's mind. And, you know, we're energized by our God-given purpose. And it's, all, it's also nice every morning when we come in to have a good cup of First Cup Coffee. And it's actually good coffee. Um, Vince has been making uh, the Washington and all the different, brand, uh, different roasts that they have, but it's, it's really good. And it's, in, in buying coffee from them, you're supporting end time. Uh, we've we've kind of partnered together here. So um, I've got a lot of good feedback from uh, friends and partners of ours that have bought First Cup. They like it, and some of them maybe have subscribed to it. So uh, First Cup Coffee, and it's very cool because I don't want to support woke companies. First Cup's not a woke company. They're not trying to rewrite our history or lobby to defund our military, all these other woke things. They don't support woke agendas. And they're a Christian-owned Patriot Coffee Company right down here in Texas. They've got many, many different roasts that you can choose from. So go to firstcup.com, use code ENDTIME to get 10% off. If you subscribe, you'll get another 10% off. Go to firstcup.com, Use code ENDTIME to get 10% off today. Now, I could go continue on with this end time scenario, but today's your day. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. With that said, let's go to the, the calls here. Uh, Michael from Alabama. God bless my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, how you doing? Dave? I'm doing tremendous. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Good. So I got, I got a question for you. Um, have you ever considered that the reason that the, the beast, uh, the, that the U.S. of A. is represented by only the wings in the, in, at, um, 
from the beast of, in Daniel mm-hmm. and, uh, and in Revelation, that we are not a full nation anymore, that we're divided, that it's not the full, we, it's not the full eagle. Mm-hmm. It's only the wings. So, I mean, have you ever considered that? Because I was, you know, I was reading in, in the Old Testament when God divided up Israel, right. took her out of being a superpower. He mm-hmm. divided her, Judah and Israel. Right. So I was wondering if you had ever considered that scenario. I, I have not. Um, it may need to be something I need to look at because of the way our, our, the way our nation is divided now. Now, I'm not saying that, yeah, I agree with it. However, it's something that I'll look at because I know that there is, our country's divided between socialists and liberals and people that are anti-God. And I'm not saying every liberal is anti-God, but I'm just saying it seems like there's everybody on way on this side and there's everybody way on the other side of conservative. I'm doing the best I can to live with God. I'm going to, you know, support Judeo-Christian principles and different things. And so... Um, and stand with Israel. Many, there are many people here in the United States, you've seen recently, uh, that they're totally against Israel. And exactly. so, um, yeah, I mean, it's something that I'll look at, we'll certainly consider in the future. I do know the Eagle's Wings are the United States. Could it be a divided entity? I do know that we will not be fully engaged in the world governing body. However, there may be people who are globalist. Joe Biden's a globalist. His administration is a globalist. Maybe they'll still try to implement the beast here, and there will be people in the United States resisting that. I don't know how it's all going to play out for sure um, as far as the United States goes. I do know that we will be here and protect Israel all the way to the end. I know that for a fact, scripturally. Exactly. But what you're saying uh, does merit some study, and so I'll certainly look into that and keep that in mind going forward. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting concept, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, so Thank very, you. very important. Very cool. So Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, man, absolutely. Day. I like it. Okay. Um, Bye-bye. Yeah, all right, man. God bless you, and, and uh, we'll certainly look into that. Very important. So with, with that said, uh, we'll get back to you guys right back here um, after this commercial, and then we'll jump right back into the calls again. Looking forward to seeing everybody down in Thibodeau, Louisiana uh, this coming weekend, Sunday at 5 p.m. down at the House of Prayer. Should be a great conference. We've been having a lot of people at our conferences, so looking forward to seeing you all down there. God bless. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me, and I was stunned on what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 endtime They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. 
except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Well, welcome back, everybody, and, you know, I, I, I can't, you know, I mean, it would be hard for me to, you know, give the, uh, uh, the importance to these end-time events, like, really, like, what we should be doing. I mean, I, maybe I could stand up on the desk and start screaming. I don't know if it's time to do that yet. Certainly willing to do that. But we're living in the end-time scenario. I'm not sensationalizing. I can give you articles, documentation for everything of how far we are off into this. A lot of people have said, wow, we're not really in the end time. And I mean, uh, you know, when, so, when something kicks off like this Israeli war, seems like people come out of the woodwork and say, well, I'm a prophecy expert and here's what's going on. And, uh, you know, and the thing is, is that we want to teach the truth here. I want you to know the truth. We're all just pointing people towards the second coming of Jesus Christ. That's all this stuff is doing. It's letting us know, hey, we're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. i got to make myself ready to meet Him. I have taught, now I run in a lot of circles, you can only imagine, globally. And I talk to people who don't, are, are paying zero attention to this. And I'll say something to them about Bible prophecy, and they're like, what, looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, do you understand? Well, by the time we're normally done with the conversation, they don't think we're so crazy, right? Because they, they're like, wow, I didn't realize what, <laughs> the importance of all of this and what the truth of it all. However, it's, it's of utmost importance that you understand we're just prior to the second coming and you've got to prepare yourself for the soon return of Jesus Christ to this earth. Most people recognize He come the first time. It's in history books. I mean, Jesus Christ did come. He died, He, buried, he was buried, He rose again. But what he was doing is, is purchasing a plan of salvation so we could be, so we could go to be with him when he returns a second time. When he ascended into heaven in Acts chapter 1, the angel said, why are you guys standing around here gazing? The same Jesus that was just taken up, he's coming back in like manner. It was a prophecy of his second coming. And so now that's just ahead of us now. All of the prophecies are converging at the same time. So I'm just, I'm encouraging you Make sure you're ready to meet the Lord. If you haven't been born again, go to endtime.com slash reborn. Make sure you read all the information there. Make sure you know what to do if you haven't done something. If we need to help you find a church or find somebody to baptize you or whatever, let us know. We want to get that done because it's of utmost importance and um, because we want to prepare people for the second coming. It's just around the corner, everybody. And it's the most important thing on my mind. The, these end time scenarios 
that are going on. It, it drives me to evangelism, to re teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world. Okay, wow. Got to get back to the phones. Um, let's see. Let's go to Trey right here in Texas. God bless Trey. Welcome to the End Time Show. Afternoon and thank you for, good afternoon, and thank you for taking my call. It's always a pleasure and joy to talk to you. Yes, sir. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little depressed. More than a little depressed today. Okay. Uh, for several reasons. Uh, <clears throat> I never thought I'd live this, and I still can't believe I'm saying this, is that uh, more than anybody else, Hillary Clinton was right when she said uh, giving Hamas a pause and talking about ceasefire is the ultimate gift uh, that Israel could give to them. I, I think she. <laughs> However else you feel about it, I think she's more than a thousand percent correct about that. Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the Civil War. I, I, I had family on on on, on both sides of it, mm -hmm. and I've studied very thoroughly. Yes, Gettysburg was the most important battle. Uh, it was the turning point. However, the South's will was not broken until Sherman marched the sea and basically broke the back of the Confederacy. Scorched Earth Palace, all throughout Georgia. Uh, that broke the world of spite. And uh, Truman, when he bombed Nagasaki in Japan, uh, that, that broke the will of the imperial Japanese uh, government to, to fight. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, it just mystifies me and befuddles my mind. I heard the news that Netanyahu had agreed to a pause. I, I, it, just, it, it, it just befuddles me. And I, I'm, I'm just very, very concerned. And I always tell people who, who always want a ceasefire and a pause, well, excuse me, uh, when October 7th hit, Saturday morning, there was no pause or ceasefire with right. Hamas. Why should Israel do the same? Yeah, I mean, I think basically they're feeling a lot of pressure right now from the international community, and I think they've agreed to a four-hour-per-day pause. Um, and, which, and I understand what you're saying here. It's very uh, befuddling to me as well. However, they're, they're in the midst of all of this, Israel has a heart, and they're trying to allow some of the aid to the, you know, the citizens and different things there. You know, I, I, do I agree with it or not? I mean, I, I don't know at this point. I, I think it's kind of crazy on their part because it allows Hamas to kind of regroup a little bit, four hours per day. Um, and they can do a lot in that time. They can rearm rockets. They can do all kinds of stuff. They can escape into different portions. I mean, a lot of things can happen. However, at this point, I think it's just like when they attacked, uh, when they, in the 67, Six Days War, they attacked and drove Jordan back across the Jordan Valley to the current borders of Israel, and they captured the Temple Mount the first time in 2,000 years. And then they turned right around because they feared the international community and gave, it, gave the Muslim walk control of the Temple Mount. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Now they're feeling the wrath of the international community, even the United States, which is horrific, but, and saying, hey, you've got to pause, you've got to freeze, you've got to this, that, and the other. And so they, they have agreed to that. So do I understand it all and agree with it all? Uh, I can't say that I do. Um, however, it's the way the international community works, and it's a way that Israel kind of capitulates here and there about things. Um, and, but I, I can't say, Trey, that I agree or I understand all of it, nor can I explain it, my friend. Well, I would just say uh, to those who in Israel listening, I would really, I think it would be in their best interest to just be as kind and merciful 
in this situation as 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 they were treated on October the seventh. Because yeah. to me, uh, in the mind of all these Muslims, you show them the least amount of, of mercy. They they view that as a, as a as a show of weakness. Mm-hmm. Now we in the West we view mercy and kindness differently than they do. Yeah, and I, I just think it's a it's a a very very bad decision on Netanyahu's part. I'm not trying to be critical or mean of them, sure. but I just really think it was a it was a it was a very very uh, bad mistake. And I think the moment he received any uh, criticism, I think he should have just let loose all the uh, bunker busting bombs and just and just make it a just into oblivion annihilation. Sure. And if it kills civilians, I'm sorry, but they've got to put an end to this. Otherwise, this is going to keep on going without any end. Uh, we saw that happen. When they had that war with Hezbollah, I think in what 2006 or something. Remember, they right. called a ceasefire, and now all they've done is just get more and more rockets. They've right. got more and more all kinds of other weapons ready to launch. And I just think, to me, if it, when you declare war, that's it. No holds barred until the other side surrenders, right. and we know that Hamas will never surrender. That's just that's just the way I see it. Yeah. I, I I certainly appreciate it, and and. The thing is, I'm just glad, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm not the ones that has to make those decisions because I'm not so sure how I would do in that position either. So, <laughs> But, I, I'm, you know, at this point, uh, we'll just have to see how it all plays out, Trey. I do thank you for the call, my friend. God bless you. Um, and really quick, before we get to the, to the end here, well, let me, let me just take another call real quick, and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about Birch Gold. Uh, let's go to Toby in Florida. God bless Toby. Welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. I was just been studying and revelations and looking at the Antichrist. Do we know what country he's going to be from? I don't know the specific country, but I can prove scripturally that he will come from the European Union. But I, I cannot prove scripturally which specific country in the European Union that he will come from. Thank you for answering my question. Yes, absolutely. God bless you, my friend. And... Uh, it, that, that's, a, that's actually an important question because a lot of people have said, well, he's got to come from Germany, he's got to come from Rome, and different things because of the way it's talked about in some of the prophecies of the Bible. However, the Bible says that he will, the little horn will come up among three of the ten horns. Well, the ten horns are representative of ten nations that will eventually form an alliance, but collectively it's talking about the European Union. So, I, I mean, I could, there could be a case for one nation or the other, maybe Greece or something. However, I, I've never been able to nail it down, nor, nor could my father-in-law, Urban Baxter. So I've just got to say that I know he's coming from the European Union. That's very important because some people teach that he's coming from the Middle East and, you know, he could come from America and a lot of different things. But the fact is, scripturally, we know he comes from the end-time Holy Roman Empire, which is the current European Union. Um, great question there, uh, Toby. So really quick, let me mention um, Birch Gold. Very important. You know, we talk about these world government enthusiasts, and they want to impose these digital currencies and, you know, these digital things. And I've got a huge article here. If, you, if, you, if you're attached to me on Facebook and different things, go check out the huge article that I put up on central bank digital currencies and the way the world is moving straight into that. And, you know, they, they could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products. Easily freeze. They've already done Remember the truckers up in uh, Canada? Trudeau froze their personal and their uh, business banking, checking accounts. And so, in essence, it, it would enable the government to t- be able to control your finances. 
So there are concerned Americans that are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold. Um, if you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement, go to birchgold.com endtime and get a free info kit on gold. I'm not twisting your arm and saying you have to do this. This is up to you. But some people, they're wanting in the times just ahead to have some hard assets. And I've talked to some different very high-level financial advisors that recommend that you have some hard assets in your, um, and to be diversified into some of that. So, if, you know, some people, they've got an IRA or maybe a 401k that's been, from, been laying around for years. And Birch Gold can help you convert that into an IRA in gold, and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. So, go to birchgold.com slash endtime and get a free info kit on gold. Some people want to know, want to deal in gold, but they don't know where to start. Well, you got to have a very reliable company if you're going to do that. And, you know, if these digital currencies and different things, they become a reality, you may wish you had some gold to fall back on. So, just th something to think about. If you want to check it out, go to birchgold.com slash endtime. Now, back to the phones. Uh, really quick, let's go to Jeff in Kentucky. God bless Jeff. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, Dave. Looking great this afternoon. Thank you, my friend. I, I'm, I'm sorry for everybody. I don't have a tie on, but I didn't have a tie here that matched this, so I'm tieless. <laughs> <laughs> You're still looking great. Hey, um, my question is concerning the, uh, the uh, ten virgins with the lamps. Yes, and sir. What I'd like it if you just expand on the five that don't make it, um, because the virgin in the Bible is a Christian, correct? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Right. What so happened? If, yeah. if that's the Christian, the five that don't make it are these part of those that are sitting at the wrong in front of the wrong pulpit and didn't hear eight, Revelation eighteen four come out of her, my people. Can you who who are these five that don't make it? Yeah. So um, the ten virgins, obviously part of the church. When the Bible's referring to a virgin, it's talking about the church. These people were in the church, but the Bible says that the um, they let their fire go out. The fire is a symbol of the Holy Ghost. And when they went to get some, some oil for their lamp, hence the fire, then when they went to get that, the bridegroom came. And they, they said, well, originally they let their, their oil go out and, man, it's been a long time since I read that. They let their oil go out and they went to the, to the, one, the five wise virgins who had oil in the lamp and said, give us some oil. And they said, nah, we're, keep, we're making sure we're ready to meet the bridegroom when he comes. Well, when they went to get oil for their lamps, the bridegroom came, and the ones that let it, let their fire go out, the whole let the oil run out, they missed it. So what it's referring to here, a lot of people teach a once saved, always saved uh, position, but the Bible doesn't necessarily teach that. The Bible talks about you can be in the church, but you can lose your salvation. I know I'm opening up a giant can of worms, but I'm just telling you what's going on here. And the Bible talks many times about people that can be blotted out. So I tell you what, uh, Jeff, let's, let's hold over the break here if you can. Uh, I got a break coming up. On the other side of the break, we'll dive right back off into this giant can of worms uh, that you opened up. But I'll give you my opinion on it when we get back. The End Time Show, you're getting early access to Christmas deals starting right now. Do you remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? What experiences and gifts would you receive this year? 
Well, the atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited because these deals are now available through the end of 2023. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives and that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2023, you can get deals like a special VIP group video call with Dave Robbins when you get Understanding the End Time. End Time Plus subscription for 50% off, or my personal favorite, a $10 and under sale for almost 100 different products featuring Irvin Baxter, Dave Robbins, and more. Go to endtime.com deals for a full catalog of items. You can also call 800-END-TIME. Hurry, supplies are limited. Go to endtime.com deals to what if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Okay, Jeff, you're still there? Yes, sir. Okay, good. So, in essence, what has happened here? You know that Jesus said, He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. The Bible says, If possible, the elect would be deceived in the end time because of these false prophets and different things, people will be led astray. So, in essence, it appears that these people were part of the church at some point. The, now, this is obviously a parable here. And they are they part of the, they're part of the church, but they let their oil run out. And so it means that they, they did not endure to the end. Something happened where they backed off and they have pulled themselves out from under their salvation. Again, this is a big giant can of worms. And, uh, but anyway, that's really what it's referring to. Um, I don't know if, it's, if it would tie into Revelation 18, 4, come out of her, my people, because these people were once part of the church and have fallen away from it and they missed it. That's why Jesus said, He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Um, so it's of utmost importance that you keep your lamp burning brightly. You've got to have oil in your lamp to do that, and you've got to endure to the end. You're going to have to endure some things, but you've got to live as a Christian all the way to the end to make it. That's why Jesus said, He that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. Okay. Okay. That's that's fair enough explanation. I okay. appreciate that. <laughs> All right, my friend. Hey, I hope you have a wonderful time down there in Thibodeau. Charles and I spent nine months down there after Katrina. They're warm, yeah. uh, loving people down there. I hope oh, you yeah. have a wonderful time. All right. Well, thank you much, my friend. Thank I appreciate you. it. And I went to um, Israel uh, with some of them. Went on our Israel tour, and I know there was a blast. Oh, okay. So I know we're going to have a good time. <laughs> uh, but I love it. Okay. But thank you for All the right. call, Take my care. friend. God bless you. Okay, uh, let me see who's next here. Let's go to Abel in New Jersey. God bless Abel. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, praise God, everyone. God bless you all. Uh, quick question. I know you guys. Are, um, so I, I love that the answer with a couple answers ago. So I, I'm curious. Do you have an update on that man that's advocating for peace in the Middle East? Seven? Um, 
Oh, uh, in Europe? You mean you're talking about Sven Koopmans? That's him, yes. yeah. No, absolutely. So he's still vying for, he, he put out and he said, we've got to have a, an agreement between the Israelis and Palestinians. We've got to solve this situation. However, that was prior to the war. At this point, he's been pushed to the back burner. He's still advocating for it. But at this point, a lot of people are calling for the two-state solution. He, he was trying to get a negotiated one. In my opinion, on the heels of a World War III scenario, the Antichrist and people in Europe will look at them, and people around the world will look at them and say, you guys are going to sign a peace agreement whether you want to or not. Um, and kind of almost force them to do it. The Bible says the Antichrist will confirm the covenant with many for a seven-year period. So we'll have to see how all that plays out. But as far as Sven Koopmans goes, yes, he's still an advocate for it. But at this time, it's on the back burner because this, this war broke out. And uh, Israel's just trying to survive an existential threat at this point. Okay, yes. yes sir. And at the same time, I'm not real into the, the one that's going to create the abomination of desolation. I'm, because we're definitely, we're going to see it when, it when it happens. So, and, so I guess last question, and I'll take it off the air. Yep. So, uh, can, can you touch base on... The where are we now with with the seals and the trumpets? Like where are we now? I okay. was having this conversation with my wife, so that's yeah, why yeah. I'm asking. No, I can do that. Uh, cool. All right. Thank you, well, thank you. all right. Thanks for the call, my friend. God bless you. Okay, the seals and the trumpets. So the first four seals have already been loosed. The um, the four seals are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It is a white horse, a red horse, a black horse, and a green horse. The original word for pale in Revelation 6-8 is, the, the Greek word is chloros, which was green. And so Zechariah chapter 6, verse 1-8 tells us that those are, those are spirits that go forth from the heavens to control the ideologies of mankind in the end time. It's easy to see from the colors of the horses what spirits they are. The white horse is Catholicism. The red horse, socialism and communism. The black horse is capitalism. The green horse is Islamism. Now think about this in the, in the grand scheme of things and what's happening right now. The green horse, Islam, Islamism, is the last spirit to rise just before the Great Tribulation. And now look at the rise of the green spirit in the earth today. I mean, folks, this stuff is clipping off just like, it's, it's like it was almost in a book written for us, right? Called the Bible. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, so the first four seals, Abel, have already been opened, and those events are occurring. We're living through the fulfillment of that prophecy. The next seal, the fifth seal, is the Great Tribulation. We know that we're a few years off from that right now. In the trumpets, the first five trumpets have already occurred. The, the first trumpets, World War I. Second trumpet, World War II. Third trumpet was the Chernobyl nuclear accident on uh, April 26, 1986. The fourth trumpet was the, uh, the speeding up of time with the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, which was the 34th anniversary yesterday in the process of globalization after the end of the Cold War. That was the fourth trumpet. The fifth trumpet was the Iraq War with Saddam Hussein in 1990-91. The sixth trumpet, which we could be in as we speak, could be the beginnings of that, and I'm speculating, but it, there's really a highly, uh, a, a highly likely um, scenario going on here that that could be that. Uh, the sixth trumpet is the sixth trumpet war, which would lead to a World War III scenario. Again, folks, listen to me. We talk about it every day, 
We talked about it for a month because I was over there when this thing kicked off. But could this go away and, and it start up somewhere else? It absolutely could. Things have been going away and starting up somewhere else from, for, since the world began. But this scenario here, Iran is never going. They believe they're religiously bound to destroy Israel and destroy the United States because we're standing in the way of them preparing the world for their Mahdi. So they believe they're religiously bound. This is not going to go away. This Hamas situation may die down, but all of the other terrorist proxies and things around Israel, it's never going to go away. At some point, they're going to have to deal with Iran, uh, and that could lead to a World War III situation. So we'll see how all that plays out. But um, great question there, Abel. The first four seals, the first five trumpets have already occurred. Um, so we're, we're way deep off into this thing, everybody. You understand? Now, really quick, before we go right back to the phones, Ready Pantry. Um, you know, Americans, we want to believe the grocery store is always going to be there, right? Um, and you've seen a few years ago, supply chains can completely almost go out the window. They can collapse. So food supplies could diminish. Am I trying to scare you? No. I'm just telling you, it's the way it could be. Think about that in any kind of a catastrophe. Well, what if there was a way that you ha ha could have an affordable three-month or six-month or a year supply of food? There is. Readypantry.com slash endtime offers these 25-year shelf-stable foods. I have some of it. And it includes meals for breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, even a dessert. And you kind of get a peace of mind knowing that there, there might be an emergency food supply in the, in the closet in case something happens. Think about it. Power outage, a hurricane, a, a grid collapse. And they say our, grid, our grids are years and years, decades old. And there's three grids in America. Think about if one of those goes down. Rolling blackouts, a, a, even a war. Should this war reach our shores? I mean, the list goes on and on. So wouldn't it be nice to have a backup instead of running to the grocery store and you're fighting a war in the grocery store just to trying to get some food to sustain you through something, right? I did it during COVID and it was nuts. So Ready Pantry, it's an American-based company. And all the food, everything's sourced right here in America. And you're not going to be disappointed. And, you know, many long-term food storage companies, they, got, they give you food that's been on the storage shelves for 10 years. But Ready Pantry, they give you the freshest product, and it was packaged within the last couple months. And that'll be delivered to your home. So Ready Pantry, they offer, they're, they're offering 20% off for 3 to 12 month supplies. So go to readypantry.com slash endtime, use the code endtime. And then you can save an additional 10% off, plus free shipping on all your orders. Stock your pantry, even with a buy now, pay later option. And that's available at checkout by going to readypantry.com slash endtime. Okay, right back to the phones. Uh, let's go to, uh, let me see who was next. Let's go to Gwen in Texas. Um, God bless Gwen. Welcome to the End Time Show. Um, yeah, I just had a question about, I guess when you were saying you opened up a can of worms, like, I have mm -hmm. a question about losing your salvation. Sure. So, if you, I know if you sin, you can ask to be forgiven. Yes. And you're still saved. So yes. I don't understand how you can lose it. Sure, absolutely. So, no man can pull you out of God's hands. It's not possible. But you can pull yourself out. Um, the Bible talks about, Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even so much more as you see the day approaching. For if you sin willfully, there remaineth no more sacrifice for you. What does that mean? 
That's talking about, and there are many different scenarios that we could lay out here. However, your salvation is set. I totally agree with that. If you, like Jesus said, endure to the end. He that endures to the end. If you live as a Christian the rest of the days of your life, you don't have anything to worry about. However, I have known people, and matter of fact, I know a kid recently, within the last month I've heard about this, that he was raised in church. Doing the, and they, I mean, he was in church. But yet he just told his parents he went to college. He just phoned his parents. Just, I mean, this was in the last couple of weeks I heard about this. And he told them, he said, I want to be a Muslim now. I don't believe what you believe. I'm coming home for Thanksgiving. I'm not spending Thanksgiving with you. I want to be a Muslim. Okay. So in that scenario there, the, he said, I don't want any, anything more to do with your God. Done. Done with that religion. Don't want anything to do with it. I want to be a Muslim. Well, Muslims don't believe that Jesus Christ was God or that He died on the cross for our salvation, which is really the essence of our Christian belief system. And so the Bible says that if you sin willfully, if you make a mistake, if you're doing the best you can, you make a mistake, you repent, get up, and keep on going. I'm not saying you lost your salvation, but I'm saying there are people who can absolutely turn their back on God. I don't want you to be the Lord of my life anymore. I don't want anything to do with the church. I don't want anything to do with you. They leave God and they go off on their own. This one kid, just a one example, I could give a plethora of them. He decides he wants to be a Muslim and convert to being a Muslim. The Bible says that you can be, lose your salvation. The Bible talks uh, many times about God blotting people's names out of the book of life. If that wasn't possible, then it wouldn't be in the Bible, right? So that's what I'm talking about. If you, if you are saved, Gwen, and you make a mistake and you repent, that you have nothing to worry about. The Bible says God is just to forgive you. It's when you walk away and say, I don't want anything more to do with the church. I don't want God to be the Lord of my life. I don't want to hear about Him anymore. And you walk away. And the Bible says that you can, in essence, blot your own name out. Okay. Yep. Yes, that, ex that explains it. Thank yes. you so much. Absolutely. God bless you, my friend. Okay, man, we're coming up to another break here. Okay, so once we get to, back to the break, I'm going straight to the phones. If you'll keep your answers or your questions short, which you've been doing uh, and doing a good job of, I'll keep my answers short. Some of these questions, though, are very educated, and you've got to kind of go deep a little bit into them. But I'm going to get to as many as I can on the back side of the break here. It's coming up. But, uh, again, I want to mention Thibodeau, Louisiana, this coming Sunday evening, 5 o'clock. I will be at the... Um, House of Prayer, 2229, Highway 3185 down there in Thibodeau. Sunday evening, November 12, 5 p.m. And we'll be going through some different scenarios. Understand the end time. I'll be talking about our uh, what, what happened to me and my wife and our tour group when we were in Israel. A lot of different things. It's going to be great. I certainly look forward to meeting so many of you um, at these conferences. And this is my last conference. We'll be down in the south. Come down to Thibodeau and eat some Cajun food and check us out. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity Die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. 
The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 End Time. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Welcome back, everybody, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go right straight back to the phones because I've got so many callers here, and I want to get to them for the end of the program. Let's go to Deborah in New York. God bless, Deborah. Welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you. Yes, what can you, you got? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, I was wondering if, if this war right now could be the Gag and Magag because of Turkey and Russia being involved. Right. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people mention uh, Gog and Magog, Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 war. However, that war is the Battle of Armageddon. The Six Trumpet War in Revelation 9 verse 13 through 21 and the Battle of Armageddon are two separate wars. And the Six Trumpet War happens before the Great Tribulation. The Battle of Armageddon happens at the very end of the Great Tribulation. The Tribulation is a three and a one half year period. And so how do I know that? Well, one of the ways I know that is because, in, and one of the easiest ways to prove that is in Revelation chapter 19, when the Bible's talking about the great the, uh, battle of Armageddon, at the very end it says that the Lord will call the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field to come feast on, the, on kings, captains, and mighty men. Feast on their flesh. And... It's, a, it's a, 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 the great supper of our God there where he's gathering them together to feast on those that God has poured his judgment out upon. Well, the exact same event is recorded in Ezekiel 39, 17. It says, which is because it's the same war, it says that only happens one time in the future. And it says, um, I'm in Ezekiel 39, 17, And thou, son of man, thus say unto the Lord God, Speak unto the feathered fowl and to every beast of the field, assemble yourselves, Come gather yourselves on every side to my sacrifice that I do sacrifice for you. This is from the wrath of God. And uh, even a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that they may eat flesh and drink blood. Ye shall eat the flesh of mighty, drink the blood of the princes of the earth, rams, lambs, goats, bullocks, and all the fattenings. And ye shall eat till ye are full, and drink the blood till you're drunken, and of my sacrifice, which I have sacrificed for you. You'll be filled at the table with horses, chariots, mighty men, and all the men of war, thus saith the Lord God. 
That is the exact same event described in, in Revelation chapter 19. And it only happens one time in the future, and they both happen at the Battle of Armageddon. So the Gog and Magog War is the Battle of Armageddon in Ezekiel 38 and 39 and Revelation 16 and 19. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you, my friend. And thank you for you. the call. Uh, let's go to Mary in Maryland. God bless Mary. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hi, Dave. How are Hi. you, my friend? <laughs> I'm fine. God bless you, dear. Thank you. I have a question. Sure. Uh, I am saved, but why is it that I am feeling so fearful of what is going on around me? Like, mm -hmm. I live close to Washington, D.C., and there's so much sure. going on, the crime and the protests, and you see everything on the TV. Mm -hmm. How, how... Is this working? I mean, am I not completely saved, or is there something no. wrong? Or no, no. Whatever. I'll take it off the, the fence. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Well, God bless you, and thank, thank you. you for the call, and, and hopefully we can help you out with that. Because, right. yeah, um, we don't, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're not saved if you're feeling fear. I've got Christian friends of mine that are fearful about this. However, some of it comes from a lack of understanding. I'm not saying you don't understand the prophecies of the Bible and some different things. However, once you understand the prophecies of the Bible and the, the mindset of a Christian in the end time, in the face of these seemingly apocalyptic events, once you understand the role of a Christian and what God has done for us, you may not have been taught completely about what God has done for you in life once you have been born again. The Bible says, Mary, that God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. A Christian should be able to lay their head down on their bed at night with, with no fear. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't be concerned about something or, um, it, you know, if I had, a, there was a time in my life when I had a, some guy come and try to get in my front door of my house. And I went down there, I went down the stairs of my house, the front door is the, the knobs rattling. The guy's trying to get in. Well, I was a Christian, born again, a minister, and but yet, you know what? That's kind of unnerving a little bit to have somebody trying to get in your house. And I said, uh, "Who is it?" And he gave the guy gave me his name. And I said, "Well, get away from my front door. I, you know, I'm, I'm right inside my front door, and you coming through my front door is not going to be a very good idea for you." And he kept trying the door. Well, finally, I called the police. The, the door quit rattling. The, guy, the policeman came. We couldn't find him. And the policeman told me, he said, well, we can't. We looked around my house. I couldn't find the guy anywhere. And he said, well, he was probably a, a guy that would come home drunk, but he came to the wrong door, and he left. But, however, me and my wife being inside, it was a little unnerving. So it doesn't mean that kind of fear is necessarily bad. Um, but... To, to understand in life the things that I've got to cope with and different things. I don't have a fear of the end time uh, because I know I'm saved. I know God's got His hand upon me. In Romans 8, 28, the Bible says, For we know all things work together for the good to them who love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. So, it's God's will that you don't have fear in your life. And, but sometimes you need to kind of understand more about the end time understand more about prophecy, understand more about a relationship with the Lord for that fear. Some people who have not been saved uh, for a very long period of time, 
they don't fully understand their salvation. They're still a babe, and they're trying to, still trying to figure things out. But once you get more off into it, it becomes a, um, a, a wonderful, even in the midst of chaos, I can go through that and not fearful. I mean, think about it. I'm kind of at the tip of the sword on some of the stuff, me and Doug and Vince, and we're on the radio talking about different things, and um, you know, I, we're blacklisted from speaking at some places, and we've had bomb threats at end time, and all kinds of stuff over the years. I'm going overseas, a lot of different stuff. But even when I was in Israel, when the war kicked off, I wasn't really afraid. I know God had His hands upon me, and He was going to protect me. Even if I had to go through something, I still know that God's always with me no matter what. So it takes the fear factor out of my life, Mary. Um, and I know that if something happens to me, and I, and I don't wake up in the morning, I know where I'm going to end up. Death is just a door for me. And so the Bible says that the Lord has taken away the fear of death from those who have been born again. It's in Scripture. And so it's, it's of utmost importance that once you understand your salvation and understand really our mindset in the end times, it kind of helps to take that fear factor away because the Lord is always with you no matter how dark the circumstance, Mary. Okay. I don't know if Mary's still with us. I'm going to let you go, Mary, but okay. So just want to make sure that, um, you know, everybody out there understands. We don't teach prophecy as fear. I'm teaching evangelism, reaching the world, and, and a mindset that, the, that Jesus and the apostles had. I mean, they were trying to kill Jesus, but yet what was he doing? He was concerned about the lost sheep. And the apostles, 11 of the 12 of the first apostles were martyred. But they died with the lost sheep on their mind. They were setting up churches and preaching in the synagogues and reaching people, evangelists. And in the end time, our mindset should be not on me, not on this physical body, but on evangelism, evangelism, reaching the lost, reaching the lost sheep. That's what a true Christian's mindset will be in the end time, not one of a weak anemic. The Bible says in Daniel 11, 32 and 33, during the time of the Antichrist, they that do know their God will be strong and do exploits, and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. So the church in the end time is not going to be a weak, anemic church. And, it, you know, if you're afraid of somebody trying to get in your front door, that's one thing. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't believe God would send you to hell over that. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a natural human reaction. But as far as being fearful of the world and the Antichrist and things that are going to happen, that will, fear will put you in a box to where you don't even want to get out of bed in the morning. We can't do God's will in our life when we're in a fear mode. So anyway, wow. Thank you, Mary, uh, because I think a, a lot of people probably could glean from your question there. Um, let's go to Christopher in Georgia. God bless Christopher. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. This has been a long time. I haven't heard y'all from y'all in a while. Oh, good. Well, thank you for the call. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask two very small questions. I had another one on my mind to piggyback from what y'all been talking about. Sure. Um, the first one is uh, how, if you feel like you've lost your salvation, how can you, um, what do you do to get it back and everything? Yeah, come then, back to the Lord. The, right. no, let me answer that okay. one real quick. Come back to the Lord. The, Jesus, oh, okay. taught, Jesus taught the parable of the prodigal son. The prodigal son left the father's house, and all he had to do is make a conscious decision, I'm going home to Papa's house. And when he came home to Papa's house, Papa opened him with open arms. Kill the fatted calf. Let's celebrate. The, the prodigal son has come home. So, if you've walked away, you've made some bad mistakes, come home. That's as simple as that. 
Oh, okay. Yes. And then is the rapture, I mean, is the Antichrist before the rapture or after the rapture? The Antichrist is absolutely appears on the scene before the rapture. That's 2 Thessalonians okay. chapter 2. The Bible says, I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto Him, that you be not soon shaken by word and deed or as a letter from us, as, the, 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 um, as that day is at hand. However, oh, okay. the Bible, yeah, the Bible says that, that the, the man of sin will not be revealed until there comes a falling away. No, that day will not occur until there comes a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed. So the, the, uh, the, the coming of the Lord and our gathering together unto Him, the rapture, will not occur until there comes a falling away first, which we can prove is the dark ages, and the man of sin is revealed. So the rapture happens after the revealing of the Antichrist, not before, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Okay, well, yeah. thank you very much for your information. All right, God bless you, my friend. Thank you for the call, yeah. Christopher. Man, uh, I got one minute left, everybody. I mean, it, it, James in Virginia, if you can be really quick, I'll try to get to you. Okay, how you doing? I'm doing hey, tremendous, I'm my friend. How are you? Look at the counties, too. Yeah. Uh, World War Three is going to be very devastating because nuclear weaponry. Yes. It's probably going to pollute the land, the water, food, everything. Yes. Could be more people dying to survive even after that possibility. And then the second question is, the Antichrist is going to be have to be very deceiving because the Bible says he understands dark senses. He's really going to have to pull it off real good yes. to deceive a Muslim and a Jew. Yes. And I want to know how your comment is on that, Okay. on both questions. Yes, thank you. So World War III, the Bible says one-third of the world's population will be destroyed. That's 2.7 to 2.8 billion people. Um, so I, I'm just going off of what the Bible says is going to happen. Also, the Antichrist, yes, he will be the master deceiver. The Bible says that... It, it's highly likely the Antichrist, I'm speculating, but it's highly likely he'll be possessed by Satan himself, who has been a deceiver all the way since the Garden of Eden. So yes, absolutely, the Antichrist will be the master deceiver. That's why we've got to have the Holy Ghost to ward off those fiery darts of the wicked in the end time.